What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Yes! Yes, Johnny, we are in color for our final show of the Finally. week. Finally. Finally. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the second hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk, everything entertainment, everything. Why is Bob dressed up like a Wookiee? That's right. Why does he think he's a Wookiee? Yeah, I'm Jace. <laughs> Lex is off. Colleen's here. Holly Roberts is here. It's uh, Friday, October 20th, 2023. Thanks for uh, hanging with us. Hey, programming note, you know, we got a little, uh, I love it. I loved our first hour. Go listen to it a little bit later. But you know what we forgot to do? Anything that was planned. Yeah, that's great. That's, I love those shows. <laughs> now we just was... talked about Jason's laughing and leaking moment. That uh-huh. was planned. Laughing yeah, and leaking. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, these are my favorite shows, though, when we completely go down the rabbit hole. But mm-hmm. what we forgot to do, Colleen and Holly, is prepare ourselves for what's coming in the third hour. I've been trying to pretend like it's not happening. Well, it's yeah, it is happening. It's going to happen. Weekly trivia face-off powered by our friends at Trivia Mafia. Now, usually in the first hour of our programs on Friday, we do a practice round to get our minds working. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly, could we possibly do it now? We sure can. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but first, Holly, will you please inform uh, our listening audience of what the topic is for today and who Colleen and I will be battling. Losing to. What? Sorry, what? Uh, winning against. Thank you. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Our yeah. WTF Weekly Trivia Face-Off theme this morning is pop culture detectives. And Jason and Colleen, you're facing off against our boss, B. Arthur, and the lovely Don McLean from the adventures of Bradley and Don. Oh. <sighs> Pop culture detectives, Helene. Uh-huh. We are going to need to pull off some sort of miracle, Jace. Yeah. But I believe in miracles, you sexy thing. I do. And I oh, think we can beautiful. do it. I think we can do it. <laughs> okay. Okay, you can do it. Now, I will tell you in preface that this is B. Arthur's wheelhouse. I know. Yeah. Pop culture detectives are her thing. And like I and said... And we have to give her that because, yeah. you know... She doesn't have a lot. Exactly. So let's just yeah. celebrate that. Like I said, yeah, like I said yesterday, I had a Colombo marathon over the weekend, and I told B. Arthur this when I asked her to join us this Friday. And I listed off some episodes that I wrote, and she's like, Yeah, the one with Suzanne Plachette where she's with her oh mom gosh. on the dinghy. And she sees Eddie Albert kill the colonel on the other side of the uh, oh of the harbor. God. She okay. knew exactly what I was talking about from a show that is over fifty years old. So I'm just gonna leave it right there. It confirms everything I thought about her life in her twenties. <laughs> It's quite a window. All right, right. let's try this. Jason Colleen. Okay. Here is your first pop culture detective trivia question. First appearing in 1887, 
Which fictional detective was created by a Scottish author and physician who was a graduate of the University of Edinburgh Medical School? I mean, I feel Sherlock like Holmes? that's got to be Sherlock Holmes, right? Ding for you! That's we got right. it? You okay. Sure Listen, I did start to sweat a little bit there because I was like, boy, I really don't know my 19th century uh, No, I do not. Detectives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> uh, let's try this. Let's go to the 20th century, shall we? First published in 1927 and still selling over a million copies a year, which book series features two teenage amateur detectives named Frank and Joe? Hardy Boys. Hardy, Hardy Boys. Colleen, you nailed it. So did you, Jason. We nailed it, Jace. We nailed yeah. the Hardy Boys. Only because of the 70s. <laughs> uh, we, well, in the 70s, I wouldn't have minded. But yeah, that's fine. Yeah, they were hot. They were hot. Uh, here's another pop culture detective question. Fond of Tootsie Roll Pops? Which TV police detective often uses the catchphrase, Who loves you, baby? Kojak! Uh-huh. There you go. Who loves right. you, baby? That's right. The godfather to my girlfriend, Nicolette Sheridan. That's right. Oh. In real that's life? That's a or fun fictional? fact. Uh, in real life, it was he was kind of like her father, like her surrogate father, Teddy, Telly Savalas and Nicolette Sheridan. I had no yeah. idea. Uh-huh. That would have been a reality show worth watching. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. We've got another pop culture detective story or a question for you. Starring Jim Carrey, which 1994 comedy detective film features a goofy detective who searches for a football team's missing dolphin mascot? Ace Ventura. Pet detective. That movie, by the way, does not hold up. No. (laughs) Did you pre-screen that for the children? Nope. (laughs) Did the children watch it? Yep. Parent of the year. Oh, that's <laughs> let my mistake benefit all of you. Other parents, don't just go. Oh, don't, you know, it's funny. There will be moments they will laugh, and then there are other moments that are so cringy and so completely not 2023 appropriate. Like the whole plot, actually, of the yeah, movie. The whole thing. The whole, the whole thing. damn the plot. The whole thing. Sorry about it. But when he makes his butt cheeks talk, I mean, everybody I mean, laughs. Come on. Excuse everybody me. laughs. I talking talking urses are funny. Yeah. Do you have a mint? <laughs> or perhaps some, some banana? banana? <laughs> oh, isolated moments in there. Isolated mm-hmm. moments. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's another pop culture detective question. Jason and, Alec- or, uh, Jason and Colleen warming up for this morning's mm. weekly trivia face-off. Which animated series revolves around the adventures of a clumsy, dim-witted cyborg detective and his companions, Penny and Brain? That would be... That is... Isn't that Inspector Gadget? (laughs) It sure is! Oh, it is Pinky? Oh! Yes. Yeah, because Pinky's the little girl. Penny. 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 You were thinking Pinky and the Brain. Brain, Uh I know. Penny. I didn't hear you. I thought you said Pinky, not Penny. Okay. Penny. Penny, and she had that cool computer book. Yes. Oh my gosh, I wanted to be like so that. jealous I love that of that theme Penny. song too. I loved that da, 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 theme song. Da, 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 Inspector Gadget. Gadget. Now, yeah. bonus question. Okay. Who provided the voice of Inspector Gadget? Get Smart. Uh, the star of Get Smart. Um, oh gosh. Um, Tony something? No, you're thinking of legend Tony Randall. Um, <laughs> ah, get to the door. Oh, 
Get, I, know. I can't. I don't even. The jewelry's I, empty but for I'm me. I'm right. It's it's he's the star of Get Smart. But I can't think of his name. What's his name? Holly. Don Adams. Don Adams. Who played Agent Eighty Six on Get Smart, which is about spies, not detectives. That's right. But yeah, kind of adjacent. Such a One fine more. line between a spy and a detective. Right. One more question. <laughs> One more question. Here we go. First appearing in Detective Comics number 27 in May of 1939, which DC comic character is known as the world's greatest detective? Batman. Jason for the win. Wow, I'm so glad you had that. I don't know my superhero universes. Okay. I feel better. You know what? A little bit better. Now, look, it's not going to be quite that easy when Trivia Mafia is up in here, but... Yeah, they're professionals. There, yeah. yeah. So there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been the practice round oh. of WTF. I feel like I just gave all the answers I might know. Right, me too. I think I've let all the air out of the balloon. Yeah, and so now we're just going to be staring at each other, feeling our ribs. Yeah. <laughs> I am confident Those in Those are guys. lumps. <laughs> Colleen, that's a lump. That's a lump. not. That's not a rib. <laughs> It's a lump. Jason, With, Colleen, I'm confident in you. Thanks, you're going to do very well this morning. Thanks, Holly. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. Yeah. When we come back, um, a little uh, boob tube bonanza. I continued watching Beckham, and I have more thoughts that I just have to share because we have a radio show. Mm. That's what this is for. Hey, everyone, it's Alexis. I want to talk to you about My Genetics by Health Partners, a community health research program with no-cost genetic testing. This incredible program scans your DNA for breast and ovarian cancer, colon cancer, heart disease, high cholesterol, and more. I did My Genetics last year, and I can't recommend it enough. By getting a better understanding of my DNA, My Genetics can help me detect, prevent, and treat risks before they arise. Know your genes and unlock a healthier future like I did. Visit healthpartners.com slash your genes. We sometimes do this. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis, in the morning. What I'm talking about is a uh, mid-watch check-in on a TV taste test. Uh, and that's what we're going to do because I we started this conversation earlier this week. Welcome back, by the way, Jason and Alexis, in the morning. Alexis is off enjoying some time with her family. Our buddy Colleen's here, speaking of family. Hello. And uh, Holly Roberts is here. So let's do uh, a check-in on a TV taste what test. What is this, a taste test? Taste test? I'm in. Oh, could I just try a little sample? Just a bit. Just a taste. It tastes cheesier. Let your taste decide. Jason and Alexis present TV Taste Test. I'm talking about the four-part docuseries Beckham on Netflix. I am um, I'm on three, and I got so angry watching part two that I was like, I got to talk about this because I found myself like almost throttling the television Ooh. on my couch because, admittedly, I am not a sports fan, mm-hmm. so. Um, and I'm certainly not a British football fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do not understand the rage and the behavior that is sometimes associated with this. So watching part two was like mind blowing to me in the worst way possible. What I'm talking about is in part two of Beckham, which is obviously about David Beckham. They talk about the World Cup and I believe 98 or whenever it was when England was playing. And David got a red card, which is like a foul or whatever. Again, my please forgive good. me as Hashtag I try sports. To, yeah, as I try yeah. to fumble my way through this, but because um, 
it showed him he like kicked an Argentini, Argentinian player, which by the way, that player later admitted 20 some years later that he played it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played up the pain of it. Yeah, that's a very soccer thing or football yes, thing. Yes, that's what I yeah. now understand. Yeah. So anyway, here's a little bit of the trailer which speaks to this portion of it, and then we'll talk more about it on the other side. Uh, this is Beckham. There's a red card for David Beckham. I don't think I've ever talked about it just because I can't. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. It took a toll on me that I never even knew myself. Ferguson admitted he had kicked the boot, accidentally striking Beckham. And then I've gone like that, and then I've gone like that. You went at it? Yeah. It's really entertaining when the circus comes to town, right? Unless you're in it. It's all right, Buster, they can't get in the car. We were drowned. But he just kept going. I don't give up easy. No, you do not, Mr. Beckham. Mm. Um, I was so disturbed by his treatment and i'm sure there are other public figures we could point to sports figures pop culture uh music but my husband looked at me and he goes wow this is a personification this is a really good example of human nature the 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 element of human nature where we love to put people on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and boy do we love to knock them down oh yeah and and revel in it i it was disgusting when yeah. he got that, when following the World Cup, the way the nation treated, the way the country treated him mm-hmm. um, to the point where they were chanting when Posh, when Victoria was in the stands after this incident, the vulgar, I can't even say it. Mm. They were, and if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. They chanted something about Posh and a sexual position. In the stadium, mm. 40,000 people were chanting something about Victoria mm. and booed him every time he came onto the field because of a mistake. Mm-hmm. A mis- and that's what I kept thinking in my mind. It was a mistake. Yeah. And he had done so much for football in England prior to that. Oh, my God. They loved him. They lo- It was like I kept hearing Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. Wow. Human nature, we, oh my God, we love, oh, 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 okay, you make one mistake, you're you're out. And I, you know, the thing. And we're going to destroy you. And I would say, I think, honestly, sports figures. Yes. Have a different, there's like a different level of that with sports. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
sports figures, right? It's it's fascinating to me that we watch oh. we watch team sports. I don't. I mean, I do. I watch some. Um, we watch team sports, but then we are able to adults, grown adults. We have this weird ability to blame an entire loss on one player, right? You know, mm. which is kind of what happened to David Beckham. He made a mistake, like you said, and then he became sort of the the lightning pole for the rage of everybody. Of the loss of the whole team. Exactly. Yes. And this is, and, 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 you know, as a parent, when I'm teaching my children about the team sports that they play, is that you're not the most important person on the team. So how are they supposed to synthesize that lesson when you see sports figures, uh, you know, being held responsible for an entire team's loss or an entire team's win? Thank you very much. You yeah. know, which it goes both ways and both are pretty damaging. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the football soccer culture in the UK is such a different mm, Mm -hmm. concept than it is in the United States and the way that it is taken so seriously in the way that people and not to say that people don't do this in the United States, but uh, British football fans, soccer fans internalize their loyalty to their teams and, and the identity and the whole culture around it. It's just, it is so breathtakingly passionate. Oh, yeah. And that can Primal. Go, uh, yeah, and pri- that is such a good word. Primal. Primal. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, my husband is a huge, um, he's a huge f- football, British football fan. Premier League. The Premier League. And mm-hmm. he roots for a team called the Tottenham Spurs. They're not typically at the top. Um, but it is interesting to see whenever we've been in a place where there have been other... If my husband sees some meets somebody else who's from England, the first question he asks is, who's your squad? And they will get in a passionate discussion. It is you have a squad. If you are, you know, it's so different from our culture. We don't understand it. No, we don't have anything to uh, we really you can say like, oh, well, we have teams here. It's not the same. It's not the same. It. It gross. It was. It was. It bothered me. Yeah. And I before this, before this documentary series, I wasn't a huge David Beckham fan. I lately I've just been laughing when I think of David Beckham. I think of Brooklyn and I think of Holly. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, haven't, I honestly have <laughs> making eggs than, on the day. Other than the fact that in my thirties I found him very attractive, I haven't really given him or v- and I I owe. I owe a goofy apology to Victoria. I didn't think much of Posh. Mm. I thought she was uppity. My perception of her was that she was uppity, removed, um, uh, above it all, uh, not caring, icy. My goodness, was I wrong. I I am walked away from these first two. I love her and her love of her family. Oh, my God. The way she loves her husband and the way that there's one line that she says in part two. Where she's like, I still want to kill these people that bother that, that did I still want to kill these people. And I just thought she loves him so hard mm-hmm. and deep. And I what she went through in that family, it's dis and you know, you talk about British uh football fans. Then you mix in the British press, the British right. tabloid right. press. They're animals. 
They are they have animal behavior mm-hmm. with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, and I haven't I watched know. it yet, and I and I'm sort of like you. Oh. They are caricatures to me. But what you just said made me also think about mm. how Posh Spice's, you know, Victoria Beckham as Posh Spice. That also gave people a lot of ideas about who she really is when she truly was playing a character. Yes. Right. right? That's the thing with the Spice Girls is they're caricatures of themselves. Holly, you've watched it, right? I've completed Beckham yeah. on Netflix. And you, Do have, you Oh, go ahead. No, I wanted to ask you. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I want to ask you, you specifically. Do Did you enjoy Victoria? Yes. The, did you? Yeah. Okay. You get insight into the relationship mm-hmm. and that this is a real deal. And and not to say, you know, you will see in subsequent episodes or oh. if you have followed mm-hmm. the relationship of yes. David and Victoria Beckham, it's not perfect by any means necessary. And going back to British football culture and soccer culture, in the first episode, it's established that David Beckham was obsessed with Manchester United, the team that he eventually played mm-hmm. for. Yes. You know, and that was fed through his father, and then it went on to him, and that's how these generational obsessions with your football team get passed down. And he eventually did play for Manchester mm-hmm. United for a big chunk of his soccer career. Yeah. it's Guys, it's so good. I can't wait to dabble in three and four. Uh, I just got so mad with two. I just, I mean, thank goodness we have a radio show because I just, I wanted to get you on the air immediately. That. I did. I was really bothered. I was really, really bothered. And I think it was just such a, as I said at the beginning of this conversation, it was a walking, talking example of of the element of human nature of build them up and tear them down. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was clear to me. I mean, there was no ambiguous viewing of this. It was like, wow, they loved him 14 seconds before that moment. Yeah. And how quickly they turned. How quickly they turned. Short Mm -hmm. memory. People have short memories. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beckham available on Netflix. Um, Hey, should we let's let's do this. Uh, No ditch date or dabble right now. We're going to do that at the top of the third hour. So send us your threesome. So that way you guys have plenty of time to send them to us. Send us your threesome. We'll tell you if we're going to ditch them, date them or dabble them. But should we do a prize, Holly? Should we do that since we have. 80 to give away? Well, you know what? Let's give away. Yeah, why don't we do that? So here is our prize. One moment, please. We've got not one, but we have two pairs of tickets to the Twin Cities Film Fest, which just kicked off last night. It's running October 19th through the 28th at Showplace Icon Theaters at the shops at West End in St. Louis Park. 651-641-1071. Caller 6 and 7 will win a four-pack of general admission tickets to a film at the Twin Cities Film Fest. Now through October 28th at Showplace Icon Theaters at the Chops at West End in St. Louis Park. Now, this excludes the closing and spotlight films, but plenty of films to choose from. 651-641-1071. We're going to take a break. Hey, it's Holly for my friends at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and I'm almost finished with Nutritional Weight and Wellness's class, How to Break Up with Sugar in 28 Days. Wow, it's already almost done. In the weeks I've spent taking this class, I've established good habits around consuming sugar, and I've reevaluated my relationship with the sweet stuff. Now, it's not realistic or really desirable to completely eliminate sugar from my life. Hey. I love a good slice of birthday cake, but it's all about balance. And this last week of the class, we've been focused on how to create the harmony in my diet and paying attention to behaviors and healthy habits to curb sugar cravings. Now, breaking up with sugar in a nutritional weight and wellness way 
You're supported by a registered and licensed dietitian the whole time, and these weeks have been designed to build the proper nutritional foundations and create long-lasting healthy habits around how you eat sugar. And I can say that is true. Now, registration for this session is closed, but go to weightandwellness.com forward slash classes, find how to break up with sugar in 28 days, and enter your email to be the first to know when they host their next challenge. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. You want to be in great company? Come on along to the place where you Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Thank you, Rocco. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Alexis is off today. Colleen's filling in. Hello. Uh, Ditch Dater Dabble's coming up at the top of the third hour. So please send us and we're already, (laughs) we're getting a few ones already. You can send them to us via our show page at mytalk1071.com. It's very easy. Just hit email us or whatever. Homing pigeon. Harry Potter owl, whatever it is. <laughs> and then, uh, or you can uh, X us. I barely, I No, tell just call it Twitter. It's okay. I know. Yeah, I refuse to call it I, X. I'm I, not, you're I, right. I've Why already, am I doing that? I've said I will not move. Yeah, it's and Twitter. I, I've, I, people have, I've really just stopped posting on there. I, I rarely do. It's like a dying plant mm-hmm. in my living room. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'll keep it, it, but But, it's going to shrivel up. And I'll eventually throw it away. I'm not going to water it. Yeah. But you can still Twitter us as uh, as of today. Mm -hmm. Give us your threesomes. (laughs) We'll tell you what we're going to do with those threesomes coming up. Also, programming note before we do that, coming up the next segment. I saw this on the sheet, and I was so excited. I couldn't wait to get to this moment. Holly did some homework last night, Colleen. Oh, I love it when she turns it in on time. We had, right, I know, not tardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, not tardy for this party. Um, Housewives reference. See, well done. They don't, they don't give these shows to monkeys. Mm-mm. Anyway, we had a really fascinating, we really did, a really nice conversation, pop culture-wise, about, like, housewives. Like, what does it mean to the culture? Where should it go from here? Is it dying? Blah, 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 blah. And I had mentioned that they should go back to the beginning. Look, look to your beginnings for your future mm-hmm. sometimes. And the first season of Housewives, uh, Real Housewives of New York, was so raw, no glam, no preset lights, um, that it, it's that's what made it so great. Holly watched a few episodes of Vintage New York, and I can't wait to hear what she thinks. I'm excited of to hear too. Jill Zarin and early <laughs> Bethany Frankel and early Ramona and crazy ass Alex and Simon. <laughs> um, that's coming up in a little bit. But Colleen, you asked me a question at the top of the show and I wrote it down because I have a horrible short term memory. We were discussing it's because your rib. Uh, <laughs> Did you just say you rib? It's because of his rib. Yeah. Um, Colleen, that's my bump, by the Sorry. way. That's my yeah, lump. Sure. That's my your mass. lovely your lovely lady lump. My lovely lady lump. <laughs> that's really just my rib. Anyway. Um but you asked me, because it's in the news, uh, the boondoggle that is that Star Wars yeah. hotel that Disney had to close after about a year 
and to the tune of like, I don't know, a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um, I do not think it is coming. Cause what was your question? Like, what do you think? Well, I, happen yeah, with Cause it? I'm curious what's going to happen with it because, uh, you know, to your point, when they developed this, it was really to have an immersive experience, but yes. it was cost prohibitive. Number one, it was cost prohibitive to the, uh, to many of the guests of oh. Disney. <sighs> It also, if I remember correctly, Jason, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it basically took you out of the parks. Yep. Because you, the immersive experience depended on you being immersed in yep. the experience. Um, so you would go, you'd be in this resort situation, but you weren't in the parks, which is why you're probably at Disney in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I, I could have told them at, from the jump that I didn't think this there it's such a small audience that really can enjoy this here is how small that audience is here's all the boxes that you have to check Mm -hmm. in order to go there yep you have to be a giant star wars fan Mm -hmm. not a passive fan but you have to be because let me start with i let me backtrack one step we're talking around five to seven thousand dollars for two days for a weekend yeah and is That's that more, per guest? Per guest. Okay. I believe that was per, per so guest. So my family of five would not be going. Yeah. Or maybe that is for two people. I don't know. Colin will tell me. But still. Still. That's a cruise. That's more expensive than some cruises. Yeah. Anyway, you have to be able to afford it. You have to be not a passive Star Wars fan, but you have to be a mega fan. Mm-hmm. You cannot be an introvert. Mm-hmm. Because it is role playing, you it is it is not a passive exp- to get the most out of it. Mm-hmm. You have to participate. You have to talk to Bob the Wookie. Yeah, I'm out. By the way, that's the okay. one that I'm out. <laughs> that's my husband. Yeah, who it loves Disney as much as I do and loves Star Wars. Out had zero, and I mean mm-hmm. zero interest in going to this. Yeah, because. He gets she so easily, mm-hmm. secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. That he would be a puddle of gay goo the whole time. Yeah. You also have to abandon wanting to go to the parks. Yeah. Because it is a landlocked cruise, yeah. is basically the best way to think of it. Yeah. So you have to check all of those boxes before you even consider going. Yeah. And then there's other logistics to consider. Oh, there's other logistics to consider. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, okay. So that's why it closed. It never made a profit according to the wall street journal. Shocking. Not shocking. I think that came out this week. Um, never, it never really, other than the initial burst was always under capacity. It was always, you know, needing people. It was incredibly expensive to run because you needed cast members. there, actors all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. All of the time, 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Now, what what will it become? I If I were my boyfriend, Bob Iger, I would turn it into just a traditional Star Wars hotel. I, I don't know why that isn't just what? the obvious that, answer. Thank you. Why, right? That's what I thought they were going to yeah, do. Yeah, like you've done all the work. You've got, I mean, truly, it is already, it's already Star Wars-ized. yes. The the theme is there. The food even is there, right? Yes. Like they 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 created an entire menu. Yes. 
for the experience. So you've already got the infrastructure there. Just flip the switch. Lower the price mm-hmm. considerably and make it just a Star Wars hotel. Yeah. You would sell that bad boy out really easily. Yeah. Have some dinner shows. You have areas where they're... Have some shows. Yeah. Have some stormtroopers. Yeah, you can people. still have the march. Yes. You can still have that all happen. Uh, you know, people might not be there. Do they have a pool? They better have a pool. They if, don't. Oh, they got to put a pool in. They don't even have a... Do they have a hot tub? No, Holly, there are no intergalactic hot tubs. They they need to throw a pool there. <laughs> they need to throw a pool there and then do exactly what you just said. Thank you. That's so easy. Bob, you can have that idea for free. Yeah. Here, take Enjoy. it, honey. You need them. You do need them, Bob. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bob, by the way, can I stay with you and Willow one weekend? Thank you. Just asking. <laughs> asking. I love your wife, Willow Bay. Anyway, when we come back, oh, God, I'm so excited. Let's get this commercial break over with. Holly Roberts did another pop culture experiment because that's just who she is. She watched early, early vintage Real Housewives in New York. That is the opening sequence to the very first season of the Real Housewives of New York. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm Jace with Colleen filling in for Alexis. Holly's here. You're here. It's Friday, October 20th. Holly did another Holly Roberts pop culture experiment going back and watching early Roni. Holly, talk to us. I watched the first two episodes of the first season of The Real Housewives of New York City because yesterday in the eight o'clock hour, Jason, Colleen and myself had a really great conversation about reality television of yore, meaning and and like what what the heck is going on with the Real Housewives franchise and how that franchise can move forward. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch the very first season. And boy, let me tell you. So first of all, <laughs> these episodes debuted in March of 2008. Yeah. To set the yeah. table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> these episodes debuted in March of 2008. And my overall thesis in watching these two episodes is you can't go back. Oh. You can't go back. Because the way these shows are constructed, the way these folks present themselves in front of the camera, the way the storytelling is presented, the music, the production value, we have just gone through the looking glass in 2023, Mm -hmm. and we can never be that simple ever again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can't. It's sad to me. It just makes me sad. Because, Jason, to your point, one of the joys of these early seasons is that they are mm, not amateurish but they definitely have the aesthetic of the time (laughs) the intro that you played the music is very you know uh playing off of the original theme song of desperate housewives yeah which was the show on abc the fictional show that was the root the genesis for the real housewives franchise so we're playing off of things that don't exist and maybe people don't even understand that that's the original reference to these shows and Oh my gosh, you can tell that these people don't have a dang glam squad in the tri state area. (laughs) No. No, because. Not a glam to be seen. No, and, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm going to pick out specific people. I'm going to pick Alex. Alex McCord. Oh, God. I know. I know, Holly. I know. Fascinating. I was like, you're spending $7,000 on a dress, but you can't find a good blowout in the Upper East Side. (laughs) (laughs) 
like, what, honey? What? Oh, line. It's all of about the choices, week. isn't it, Hals? Yeah. She and her husband, what are you, Patrick? Simon. Or Simon. Simon. Oh. The Australian hotel, uh, hotel, oh. hotelier. Oh, Holly. Okay, continue because I, I have so much to tell you. Okay, go ahead. Where at the end of the first episode, Alex is explaining that she and her husband don't collect art, but they like to collect designer dresses. And she's trying on this, I don't know, this god awful Versace or Roberto Cavalli leopard thing that they say the retail price is $7,000. And I was like, honey, just go to the dry bar or get a wig. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. We're going to Petty Corner. Here we are. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. And so there is a rawness that I you just nobody would ever, ever expose themselves in that way in the real Housewives franchise ever again. You're we, just, right. we just can't go I know. home. I know. Uh, I I did find Bethany Frankel to be refreshing. Yes. In the she's kind eight. of the Greek chorus yes. of the show. Yes, because she's kind of the outsider looking in, and she can she speaks to the audience in a way where you know she has her boyfriend Jason, she has her little dog. She's connected into these social circles that the Real Housewives are connected into, but at the same time, she's just a hustler and she's making oh, her yeah. broccoli in the kitchen. Do you? Does she talk about this? Do you guys know where I first was introduced to Bethany Frankel? It was not the Real Housewives. Martha. It was Martha Stewart's version of The Apprentice. Yeah. And she was a contestant on that. And I remember when Real Housewives rolled out and I was like, I know that woman. She was on The Apprentice. And from that moment, I knew that is a person who has some goals and she knows what she needs to do to get to wherever it is she wants to get. And she makes that very clear in the first first episode. Bethany Frankel compares her. She wants to be a modern Martha Stewart. Yeah, and look yep. at her go. Yeah. Also, my observations on the first couple episodes of The Real Housewives of New York City, I found it refreshing that these people, they don't come from the world of celebrity. Their uh-uh. wealth comes from, you know, uh, uh, I believe that it was Jill. Jill Zarin. Jill yeah. Zarin. She's a a goods wholesaler. That's how she's made her money. And uh, Ramona, I believe, is in the fabric business. Uh, Ramona, other way around. Or Uh, other way around? Okay. Other way around. Jill Zarin, her husband Bobby Zarin, owns Zarin Fabrics. That's Uh, it. Ramona sells merchandise to stores like TJ Maxx. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. But it's like, yeah. Yeah. There's the real, the capital R real of these folks in this uh, season of The Real Housewives, I enjoyed that. And that is something that I think that they could, the one thing from these early episodes that they could take away is reintroduce these folks who are real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I We got to take a break. We're going to do Ditch, Date, or Dabble, but I'm going to wrap. Uh, we got to put a bow on this conversation because, Holly, I have a request because they're the Simon and Alex thing. I... I, I, I they are the most unique couple, in my opinion, in the history of Housewives. I will tell you why. You need to watch just a few more because Simon. Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't even. Anyway, <laughs> so stay there. We'll put a bow on this. Then we'll play Ditch, Date, or Dabble. Send us your threesomes. We'll put them into a threesome. Tell you if we're going to ditch them, date them, or dabble them. Then the dirt alert. And then the moment you've been waiting for, B. Arthur and Don McClain battle Colleen and me. In a trivia face-off powered by Trivia Mafia. Stay right there. Go get some more coffee. Sanko.